0: Welcome to Designer Discussions with Jason, Miriam, and Maria. Today, we're going to do a review of KBS.
1: Welcome to the Designer Discussions podcast. Tune in each week where we discuss marketing, branding, PR, and business advice for design professionals.
0: Today, we are joined by Jan from the Vestibule School of Design. She did seven predictions before KBIS, so we now have her on to see how many of them came true and what was all learned from the event last week. So how are you doing today, Jan? Fantastic. Thanks for having me. (laughs) So if you could tell our audience just a little bit about you and who you are.
2: Uh, yeah, my name is Jan Rutgers, and I'm the founder and president of Vestibule School of Design, which which is an online. Uh, teaching, coaching, and um, mentoring school for people that are passionate about the kitchen design industry. And um you know it's it's something I've been in the industry in the kitchen and bath and design industry for over twenty five years. and uh, I feel this is my way to give back. and um, you know I'm still loving being here. and um, going to KBiz is one of my highlights of the year.
0: So we actually had the KBiz event. Last week, and it was attended by over seventy thousand people, which was amazing. It, and I actually had a great time there. So you wrote ahead of the event seven predictions of what will happen. So how many of those actually came true?
2: Um, pretty much most of them. Um, I think there's kind of one that I'll that I'll go through um, that um I I didn't see evidence of, but it still to me doesn't mean that I don't think that it's going to be a trend for twenty twenty two. And um, just looking at the blog last week, I wrote, I wrote the blog prior to coming to KBiz Because I always look at trends at the beginning of the year, like all of the blogs and the magazines and, you know, everybody is talking about trends typically, you know, in January and February of the year. So I took that opportunity to do my research in general. I do a lot of interior design uh, research and put together my, what I felt to be the top seven trends that we would see in the industry for 2022.
1: So Jan, based on your seven predictions, could you run us through those and just kind of give us an overview on what you um, did end up seeing at the show, please?
2: Absolutely. So I'll take you through the, the seven predictions that I, that I wrote about, and then I'll uh, give a little recap on each. So the first one, well, I'm going to preface it with... My predictions for 2022 really came out of my research on what's happened um, you know, in our lives in the last two years. And so with, with COVID and with the pandemic, there's been a lot more focus on the home because people have been in their homes longer. They're, uh, like they're not leaving their homes as, as much. And it was changing our habits. So the, my research really started to show that. So my predictions really are based on that. So the first one uh, was uh, more food storage. So, you know, definitely we were going to the grocery store less often. We weren't eating out. We we're making making meals at home. So that meant more products and more food coming into the home. So food, uh, more food storage was my first one. The second one was what I'm calling beverage bars, and that's not necessarily just a wine bar. This is the coffee bar, the juice bar, the smoothie making bar, but a designated area in the kitchen that um, you could have beverage preparation out of the main work area. Uh, solutions for pets. I even, you know, I know some friends that actually um, got dogs and cats during the pandemic, and um, and I started seeing that generally that uh, people were uh, we're gonna you know, we've always you know, loved our pets and pampered them, but even more so now I see that that there's more pets being brought into the home and people really want to pamper them. Also uh, something that I started to see to do with ergonomics and I think this is because people were using their kitchens a lot more and it's lineal, installation of appliances. So rather than stacking, you know, warming drawers and microwaves and um, ovens uh, in a stack to put them lineal so so that they were more ergonomic and easier to use. So I really predict that to be something will be strong in 2022. Another one was built-in banquettes. Just because I feel that we all love a great room um, setting and we're, we, I think we're still going to be opening our kitchens up and having that great room, but we kind of need a cozy place in the, in the kitchen that I, you know, kind of describe it as something that hugs us and and makes us feel warm and comfortable off in that corner. And, and, um, I do predict that to be something we'll see in 2022, And one, and this is one I've been watching for the last year or so, and I really think it's going to explode in 2022, is more curves. And um, I've got some great examples of that that I saw at the show. And then the last one is that changing color palette that, you know, we've had the cool white Color palette um, again. Specifically talking about cabinetry, you know, for the last decade, and um, and I predict that that's really going to really going to um, be changed up this year and beyond.
1: I did not see any white kitchens.
2: (laughs) No, (laughs) I found a few. You know, I was going through my uh, images last night, and of course, I've got hundreds of images um, that I that I took, and I could find you know a, a little bit here and there of some white cabinetry within a kitchen but never the whole white not the whole white kitchen so so I think uh, and it was lots of colors
1: too it wasn't just the grays I mean like what are some of the colors that you saw that were being used in the cabinetry
2: so with the cabinetry overall it was a warming of the palette So uh, I didn't see a lot of grays because, you know, that being more of the cool and definitely not seeing that cool white, but really warming of the palettes, Uh, probably green was the number one color and we saw it in everything from, you know, deep dark greens to uh, more vibrant kind of apple green types of tones there, there was a lot of um, um, a coral I saw you know I saw coral um, definitely still saw the blue like it's still I think believe blue is the number one of the color uh, favorite color of, of um, people so there was was blue but if I were to describe it in one word it's warm that it was a much warmer palette than what we've seen in the last 10 years.
1: I was walking through the show and I noticed so much metal that it actually gave me a little bit of like work anxiety. What was your take on the um the booths and what you were seeing?
2: You know, you're you're absolutely right, Maria. There there was a lot of metal. There was a lot of you know what we're what we call in the industry, you know, mixed metals. And when I when I look at mixed metals, it was something that started creeping into the design arena, you know, more five, six years ago. And um, probably, uh, you know, I'd have to admit, probably what I saw at the show was a little bit overload, that to mix metals is is very... Um, you know it's it's really difficult it's it's not just a matter of of grabbing a whole bunch of different metals and throwing them together it really takes a designer's eye so you know i felt there was some really good examples of it at the show and there was some maybe not so good and um it's it it, it becomes something that you know is easy to 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 jump on board or get on board with. So you have manufacturers from cabinet hardware, lighting, uh, the, the the different accessories, hoods, appliances, you know, all have access to doing something with their metals, colorizing them, powder coating them, what have you, but it's very difficult to get everybody on the same board. So it, um, it, it was kind of crazy. <laughs> When I said um, you know, earlier that curves was something that I've been seeing a lot lately or that I've been predicting would, would come along and that I've started to see it um, in, in my research, it was everywhere at Kbis, And when I'm talking about curves, if you think about you know, kitchen and bath design, you know, in the last decade, it was very hard. We had a lot of rectangular islands, like these big rectangular islands, sharp corners. We had a lot of, um, in the plumbing industry, a lot of square sinks, uh, you know, just, there was a lot of, a lot of what I call hardness, but the curves were everywhere that, um, You know everything from you know islands that had curved ends. There was a lot of um, there was a lot of structures that would be built into the displays, like niches, and they would have like big curved tops on them. I was um, you know I I snapped a a picture in um, the Kohler booth, which is always the biggest plumbing booth um, that that everybody goes to and I was looking at the display and everything like it had oval mirrors the ends of the vanities had a soft um radius on the ends the countertop um had had a radius now there was a the sink and it was undermounted in a it was a rectangular but great you know you don't want to go overboard with a with a trend and um, then even the faucet had a beautiful curve to it and to me it was really refreshing um you know I find that as somebody that that actually works in their kitchen and has um, you know has is, is designed over a thousand kitchens, I, I was I was always really hesitant on these square sharp edges. These are rooms that we're moving around in, and and um, you know having having those sharp corners wasn't always you um, always the best the best design. And I think one other thing too that I really saw um, that that told me curves are going to be strong is that if you looked in the background of displays, like how were the manufacturers displaying their their products, they used a lot of curved walls, curved openings where, you know, you'd have a nice big booth and you would move from from one area to the other. And I was amazed at how many of them had big arch topped um, openings. So it's, it's getting into our psyche and we'll see, we're, we're going to see a lot more of it in the years to come.
1: Jenna, I want to ask you about a trend that always shows up in the media and has for years. Mm -hmm. So what about the technology and the connected home and all of that? um, I know it's still a trend, but do you see Mm -hmm. it really settling in? And are people and designers actually using it in the work? It's something that you recommend?
2: Yeah, and I think definitely we're not going to be able to get away from it. And you know, whole industries have sprung up on the smart home. And um, you know, there, you know, I don't, you know, I know that you can get your appliances that can connect to it. You can get your plumbing fixtures that connect to it. You know, I'll, I'll, you know, for me, you know, personally, it's, um, you know, I find it very complicated. I, I will admit, I find it very complicated. And what system do you pick? And and I, I say that because. 20 years ago, um, the first smart home technology that, that I'm aware of, probably even 25 years ago, started coming into the marketplace. Well, it's long gone. <laughs> that system, you know, doesn't work anymore. But um, you know, I think it's I think it's getting better, you know, and better. And you know, you're you're you will you know you will be able to you know hook up a lot of of your kitchen and bathroom. Products, you know, to it. And I, you know, I think it's going to be what's your comfort zone going to be? And as a designer, what's your client's comfort zone? Uh, I recently did a home where we looked at it and we decided that we would, we would, make half the house a uh, smart home. But the other half, the other portion, which was kind of the guest portion, we didn't, we wanted them to be able to go in and flip on a switch to turn the lights on, you know, without having to get somebody's iPad. And uh, so, um you know, I'll admit I didn't really focus on it because you know I find it. You know, you really need to bring in a specialist now that can, can that can put it all together because it is really complicated. You want to make sure you get the right system that's that's gonna um, you'll know, last you for more than a few seasons.
1: Jen, can you tell us a little bit about the appliance booths that you saw? Yeah,
2: yes. So. There was um, an observation that I had from this show was that the appliance manufacturers um, were the ones that really sang. They, uh, it was amazing uh, what they put into their booths and uh, you know how you know how much they were pushing the envelope. And you know I think it, it makes it makes sense that the appliance manufacturers were were there to to show to show their appliances and. I would think that most of most of the, the the trends, or most of the innovation in appliance manufacturing, like you know microwave drawers and steam ovens and speed ovens and you know pizza ovens and you know side by side column refrigeration, you know that all came out quite a few years ago now. So there hasn't been tremendous innovation, um, other than little tweaks. But they were really, really grabbing the attention of the viewers by putting these over-the-top, spectacular displays. And if you were to go onto Instagram and you know, and just you know, hashtag Kbiz2022, there was one kitchen that was um, uh, that was done by um, Monogram that you'll see it over and over and over again. It was this like it, it you know i loved it it was it was really innovative um strong color lots of pattern um i think they did the mixed metals quite well with it they'd used the gold in there quite a bit but um the appliance manufacturers i felt you know really um won the show this year with with their displays from the trends
0: and what you learned what else did you see that you may not have thought of or that was innovative that they had last week
2: well, there was a lot, as you said. There were seventy thousand people there. I, there, we had the kitchen and bath industry show in conjunction with the International Builders Show. Um, you know, I, I know that I walked the show for three full days, but I know I didn't get to every booth. So, um, and I do focus. I do focus a lot on the on the, the specifically the kitchen industry. Um, you know, I saw a lot of. Um, I saw a lot of innovation. Um, or continuing innovation and product development in accessories, different things that you would put inside the cabinetry. I saw some manufacturers, <coughs> excuse me, I saw some manufacturers that were improving on what they had. And I was really happy to see that because, you know, you need, do as a manufacturer or product developer, you need to look at your products and you know, do, <coughs> excuse me, do, do the the consumer and the designer research to make sure that they're working. And there was one manufacturer that that I saw that um, it, it was Revishelf, and they had taken their pullouts. They have these narrow. Um, eight and 12 inch or nine and 12 inch pullouts. And um, they really improved them. They added a little swivel shelf into them, they added what they're calling little sidekick. So if you had a 15 inch cabinet, and you were putting in a 12 inch accessory, there was a little three inch one, you could add on to it, which was really making it much more functional. So I I don't don't recall seeing anything like, wow, I've never seen this before in accessories. But I did see um, a lot of product improvements happening with them.
1: Jan, was this the first show where you saw some of that granny chic coming into the um, kitchen design, like those little gallery mm-hmm. brass shelves? <laughs> the, um, I even saw a really interesting like brass and glass unit that was used as an end cap underneath a countertop on an island.
2: Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. That, um, you know, in the past, like, you know, we haven't been to live shows for for a couple of years. Uh, But in the past, things were much cleaner, and more sleek. And again, I think it comes back to that lineal square, you know, almost hardness. And because you know consumers have been in their homes they they want them to be cozier or, or you know I, I sometimes I refer it to as they want them to be their homes to be more homey <laughs> that's and that vintage cheek chic look and um, you know not being afraid to you know to put you know an interesting collection out on a on a shelf and you know make bringing in something that um, it's almost furniture-like. I guess that's that's a good way to describe it, to um to really change things up. And I think the the um element that you were looking at, and I've got a picture of it. It's a you know, it's a nice big island, and on the end are some iron and glass, you know, shelves, and it kind of angles in, you gets that curve in again, and it's just know, it's just, a, it's a way, it's almost like accessorizing the way that we'll accessorize our outfits that we may have the basics, but something like that is a fabulous way to accessorize your kitchen to give it some personality.
1: What about the whole concept? I didn't see a lot of floating shelves in the kitchens um, mm-hmm. that we, in the big displays. I just didn't yep. see them. Did you yep. notice uh, floating shelves?
2: A few. Yeah, I did. I, and I took a picture of a few, but it's, but it's true. It um, the like the floating shelf, again, we've had it, we've seen it for so many years, we've got to have a new iteration. So the what I feel that new iteration is the metal, mostly black. Uh, wrought iron or like on a matte black metal as the alternative. So it's a frame, a metal frame that can have a wood shelf or a glass shelf. They were everywhere. And they definitely came from the Eurokuchina show in 2018. Uh, well, I had attended that show and it was everywhere. Those that matte black shelving and it was interspersed in-closet design here, in-kitchen design, in-bathroom design. So, and there was a lot, you know, I was out on the peripheral of the, the show and there was um, one one supplier, you know, that I found, you know, in the back corner against the wall that, um, you know, was just a supplier of those products. And, you know, they weren't, they didn't have a kitchen display, but they had those products and the, and had the whole system of how you can put it together as a designer.
1: The recent architectural digest spread on Gwyneth Paltrow in her Mm -hmm. kitchen. She has a whole wall of really pretty display for. Um, her blue and white dishes and mm-hmm. they're forward facing and they have the mm-hmm. front lip on them. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm noticing uh, outside of just the k show, this trend towards how to bring in a little bit mod- more of that cottage core kind of feel to mm-hmm. the kitchens and to the space um, and so I was surprised when we were there that I didn't see any um, any of that type of display really up at the KBA show, but I'm seeing it in homes.
2: Yeah, and you know what, and I think too, that having designed one of these booths in the past, it's two years in advance that you're designing these booths. So, um, you know, sometimes it's it's difficult to pivot and uh, put everything that's trending. But I did see in one of the cabinet accessory manufacturers, they had a great um, pullout that was slotted that allowed you to slot all your plates and your platters um, in this custom system. And I loved it. And and I had to laugh, though, because I saw, again, at the Eurocachino show 10 years ago, um, or more, 12 years ago, in 2010, I, I still remember walking into... A display, and it was a dish pantry, a dishware pantry. So the pantry was just for all your dishes. I like fell in love with it. I ended up designing one for a client as I got back. But this manufacturer was on their way, I, I believe, with this display, uh, this pullout for um, holding the, the the plates vertically. You know, that's. I think that's going to be something. People are entertaining more at home or eating more at home you know, they want to treat themselves. They want to be able to see all their beautiful things and use them every day.
1: I agree 100%. They want to be able to (laughs) see their beautiful things. They want to delight in their spaces that they're using.
2: Exactly. Exactly. So Jan, this has
0: been an amazing talk and we appreciate your time. So I know you have a blog where you go into depth on a lot of this information and what happened, and then a review from the show. So, if you could let us know how we can find that blog and how any of our listeners can reach out to you if they're interested in more information.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Jason. Um, so, I'm on my website, which is vestibule.com spelled V E S T A B U L dot com. You can just click on the blog uh, tab. Um, I specifically blog directly to the designer, uh, I'm not blogging to the consumer. I'm talking directly to you. And um, you know, right now, I think I've got uh, close to 100 blogs on there. And uh, you know, I have to laugh. My every every week, my you know, my dear mom will uh, will you know, text me? Uh, no, normally text me, going, how do you keep coming up with ideas to talk about kitchens? But uh, you know, it's it's a, to me, it's a fascinating subject. So definitely uh, check it out there. On you know, of course, on the website, there's a, there's an area you can contact me or you know you can just um you can email me you know jan at so uh, you know i'm i'm you know love to hear from you and um you know i'll i'm going to keep writing you know about this subject there's lots more to say
0: appreciate it so yeah. we hope to see you all here next week on designer discussions
2: thank you
1: we hope you enjoyed this episode of designer discussions What was your takeaway? Care to share your thoughts and tag Jason, Maria, and Miriam on social media? You can find them on all platforms at designerdiscussions.com. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave a review or comment for this episode from wherever you are listening.